You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. It's an interesting moment that we are at this time. Nigeria has never been at this point. I don't know. I trust the Holy Spirit to help you to help me, okay? But I really don't have a sermon this morning because for those who may not be aware, this is the fifth day of our fast. Praise the Lord. How many of us are partaking of this fast? Praise the Lord. You be, you're not doing it. Your medication. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's all right, you know, um, you should do the fast. If you're not doing it, well, you know, I don't force people to do anything. Whatever is not of faith is sin. But the word has gone forth. Nigeria is in a very auspicious moment. And by the mercy of God, we will not miss this season. In the name of Jesus. Let me tell you. No matter how bad things are, they can get worse. Hallelujah. You know, the other one God has said to us that no matter how bad things are in Nigeria, hell is worse. Now, what he's saying is that no matter how bad things are in Nigeria, they can get worse. Who told us that our problem won't be that exchange rate is high? Is that Naira is now expensive? Who imagined that problem before? If there's anybody who imagined it, I will respect you. Your money. People used to say bank didn't give them loan. Now the fight is that bank didn't give me my money. <laughs> you have to fear God. You see, woe to him who is at ease in Zion. The reason some people are still casual about the situation in Nigeria is that it hasn't touched them. But when God forbid, it can touch everybody. If you like have a moon citizenship, it can touch everybody. That's why we will not allow this moment pass by. Praise the Lord. We are at a turning point. And the devil and those on his side are not joking. I saw a video, you may have seen it, some people far away outside of the shores of this country chanting a man's name that he must be president of Nigeria. Did any of us see it? You saw it? Chanting a man's name that, you know, and you, you're here, you think it's, you make money, you buy a bulletproof car. <laughs> no matter how bad things are, they can get worse. The no cash is not affecting poor people. Poverty was affecting those who didn't have money. This no cash one is affecting those who have money. Someone who doesn't have money cannot say there is cash problem. The problem graduates. May the Lord have mercy. Praise the Lord. And the Lord will have mercy. I say the Lord will have mercy. Because he's a merciful God. You know, the woman with the issue of blood, that was what the Lord used to, you know, give me this. He said the woman with issue of blood had suffered for 12 years. 
Imagine bleeding for 12 years. It meant that she was getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. That was bad enough. Then her money was also going. That was also bad enough. Then she had tried all the physicians. That was also bad enough. But for the mercy of God, if she went into that crowd and did not get healed and they caught her, it won't be bleeding that will kill her. It will be stoning that will kill her. It could have gotten worse than what it was, but the Lord had mercy. And that mercy is what we are receiving for Nigeria. The Jesus that had mercy on the woman with the issue of blood. Nigeria has been bleeding. We have done most of what we know to do. And we are getting worse. Sometimes I wish that my prayers for Nigeria 25 years ago was that Lord maintain the status quo. If you came to Abuja, if any part of Nigeria you lived in 25 years ago, wouldn't you have wished the status quo was maintained? Compared to where it is now. Okay. So today we are saying, Lord, if you don't have mercy, we are finished. And that mercy is what we are seeking for with the fast. That mercy is what we are seeking for in prayer, in consecration. The truth is this. Food is important. Life is more important than food. But purpose is more important than life. If the records of Nigeria is written and they say, what did you contribute in that season of turnaround? You will say you ate rice. You ate meat pie. Let me not talk about those who don't have their PVCs. You see, you can actually get angry today, please. Because this is not, this is, a, how do they call it? I, iPhone Pro Max. This is not normal. If you are an adult here, you don't have your PVC, you're an offender. And I don't understand why. You're a Nigerian, you know what you know, you don't have PVC. How is that possible? Who bewitched you? Which world are you living in? You went to school, you have, you have sense. You don't have PVC because they will kill, they will waste your time. Time, who are you? How much is your time? That you won't have PVC. You know, when Pastor Chris asked us a prayer yesterday, those who have PVC, I couldn't believe there will be a hand that won't be raised. And you're a Christian. You see, what has confused us is improper understanding of whose we are and who we are. You see, our main text for the fast is Second Corinthians 10. Let's, let's just touch it so we know we are in church. 2 Corinthians 10 from verse 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh. Notice here, it says, For though we walk in the flesh. Isn't it? We do not what? So what do we do in the flesh? The walk is the minimum. The PVC is the minimum. Are you with me? We don't fly in the flesh. We are not Benin Airways. We walk in the flesh. But we don't war in the flesh. So we go to work. You're here now. You go to work and you put in your best in the flesh. But your strength is not at that level. You draw, your exaltation does not come from the board meeting. 
it comes from the God who what who puts down one and what raises the other. That is what the scripture says. Though we walk, so there is a walk. They are not denying the work. We war according to the flesh. Continue. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. So there are weapons that we fight with. Praise the Lord. There is a fight, and this fight is fought with weapons. Fasting is a weapon. Prayer is a weapon. Praise the Lord. There are weapons. Consecration is a weapon. We're going to see, you know, as the Lord takes us through the fast. Okay? It says these weapons are mighty in God. King James will say mighty through God for pulling down strongholds. What are strongholds? We've established here. Strongholds are fortresses. Strong areas where the enemy had built fences, defenses, where he maintains the status quo he wants. And we've learned that most of the strongholds are untruths. There are things that shouldn't be, they should not hold. But because we have accepted them, and that is why this season, before this election, before the 25th of February, we are tearing down those strongholds in the name of Jesus. Yes, we are pulling them down. Because if you believe Jesus... If you did this praise and worship we did and listen to this special number we listened to, then you should have an expectation. Praise the Lord. We have Jesus as the champion of the host above. The song says, God stands tall in the midst of all, exalted by his mighty power. Nobody put him in power. Praise the Lord. So these weapons are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Five says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Six finally says, and being what? Ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled or complete so we see that there are multi dimensions to this as we're doing what we're doing we must be checking our obedience and that's where the issue you know in fact after yesterday's meeting i was thinking should we just tell people who don't have pvc there is no need for you to fast because your obedience is not complete just be eating you know because your obedience is not fulfilled in this particular scenario okay so it says Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I was going to talk about knowing what God wants of us. So, Matthew 28, please. We call it the Great Commission. Let's see what it says. Matthew 28 from verse 18. This is our Lord Jesus Christ speaking. It says, and Jesus came and spoke to them. It says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. It says, go therefore and what? And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and where. So, every authority in all the world 
who has it now it belongs to your king it belongs to your jesus it belongs to my jesus okay and then he says go therefore and make disciples of all the nations it is a command praise the lord it means that as a christian under the captainship of our lord jesus you have a commission to all nations beginning from your nation if we fail in our nation we fail in the commission praise the lord go therefore and do what make disciples of what all the nations all the peoples listen when nigeria is turned around and there's justice peace and prosperity one of the things that will happen is that the gospel will go freely some people won't be shut out nobody will be stoned for preaching the gospel people will not learn only arabic until they become you know bandits and you know kidnappers there'll be proper education our majorities can now have you call them and preach the gospel to them and nobody can do jack to you because there's a law operating praise the lord he says go therefore and make disciples this is what he said to us i know some of us preachers told you we are called to raise billionaires show me where it is here let's check another one too so we confirm it mark 16 because i said the non-challenge you know attitude of many christians is not understanding the word mark 16 let's see the commission again verse 15 and 16 17 and 18 let's read it together and he said to them going to where how much of the world all the world and preach the gospel to every he who believes and is baptized will be saved he who does not believe will be and it says these signs will follow those who believe in my name in my name they will cast out demons they will speak with new tongues they will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them they will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover praise the lord now these signs will follow those who believe in my name they will cast out demons the spirit of the lord stopped me there said how can you believe in god and demons are ruling over you you're concerned about demons oppressing your house girl but you're not worried about demons oppressing your governor leaders that are not just ordinary demon possessed but legion possessed it doesn't bother you because you're prospering you're making it in the system you have learned how to play along in my name they will cast out demons the demons in leadership in this nation i cast you out in the name of jesus this is what we are commissioned to do there is healing for one person but there is healing over an area there is demon possession of a person there is demon possession of a mob there is demon possession of a city lagos is demon possessed the noise level in lagos you cannot be normal there. the gra gra level you see you you can't be a gentleman if you don't learn the language of tout and tautry these are systems operating and to you is normal why because you found a way around it but this is the commission 
that is given to us it says in my name when the father of our faith you know abraham heard that five kings had taken up you know the people of um sodom and gomorrah and his nephew was there what did he do he mobilized his 300 trained servants and went and delivered them he understood the commission people of god i want to ask you most of us here are born again right what do you think makes you so special that just you are born again and is okay what distinguishes me from the rest of the people in nigeria who ought if things were better would have a better ear to hear the gospel what makes me better every nigerian deserves a fair hearing of the gospel but now there's a problem i was telling us about the young man that i spoke to and you know he gave his life to christ you know i was so excited i counted him amongst you know maybe number nine or whatever called to follow up he said i don't have recharge now if we were in canada he wouldn't tell me that and he wasn't lying the poverty in this nigeria will make it difficult for ears and has to respond to the gospel and makes it attractive to get into crime the turnaround of this nation is a gospel responsibility that's what i'm trying to present to you that was talking about what you'll enjoy when righteousness is enthroned i'm trying to help you understand that the wickedness the corruption the hardship in nigeria is a festering ground for immorality someone said to us recently pastor you people got married when things were well he said now marriage cannot work because you see the young lady if care is not taken to be able to even go to school will need surrender her morality if she goes to school the lecturers there wickedness and all kinds of things some of us may have read about the lady that says she graduated by what power she's not the first one that said that you know that another one has said it and in a country nothing is happening no lecturers are being no investigation nothing you know i mean the decadence oh the darkness can be touched except you're part of it yesterday pastor chris told us about a community that was almost wiped out because somebody knows they won't vote for him and then life continues that's not a normal society the bible says when sentence or because sentence for an evil work is not executed speedily it said the hearts of men are set you know what that means it's telling you that this becomes a condition precedent the hearts of men are set on evil because they know that nothing will come out of it you see for those of us who are on social media you know how news of terrible things keep coming up I want you to remember one that happened a year ago and go and investigate whether anybody has been punished. We're in a country where people who do evil are not punished. And you think it's normal. You think there'll be anything restraining someone from waking up and deciding to do evil to you. Nobody's safe. This thing is more important than us fasting for your personal breakthrough. Because your personal breakthrough will not break you out of this. Praise the Lord. The condition where Nigeria is, is festering ground for immorality. 
That's why we are going to the heavenlies because it's only from the heavenlies that they can restrain, you know, the plans of the wicked, vote buying, corruption, influencing by all, all of that. That's, it's only God that can do it. Because if any of them are normal, um, Pastor Lord said, the sister said, there is no need voting. They've written it. Haven't they imagined it? Have you heard that the INEC um, database has Dutch names, <laughs> has German names, Russian names, even pictures? Some of them are 13 years old. You know, you see a picture of somebody who's about 13 years and the age they put is 60. You see white man from, you know, Bauchi, you know, all manner of things. That is where we are. So there are efforts, people are making efforts to see that the will of the people will not count. And we can't say, sir, we won't carry guns. That's why we are fighting with the weapons that are made available to us. Praise the Lord. It's all about Jesus. That's what I'm trying to say. The matter where we are on concerning angel, it's all about Jesus. You know, because somebody will say, leave that, you know, I'm just about Jesus. Let me tell you. Where and what anyone does in this period in Nigeria, especially those who are Christians, it cannot be called political. It cannot be called personal. Praise the Lord. There is no neutral stand in Nigeria now. Let me try and break it down. See, where anyone, especially a Christian, stands in this period in our nation, Nigeria cannot, I repeat, cannot be excused or defined as political, not even a professional position. What it means is that the choice before Nigeria now is so clear. It's night and day. It's darkness and light. Pastor, are you coming to tell me who to vote for? Yes, I'm coming to tell you who to vote for. If you haven't heard it before, I'm coming to tell you who to vote for. Don't vote a drug baron. Don't vote a thief. Don't vote a greedy man. Don't vote someone who cannot defend what is right for political interest. We, you see, God has been so gracious to Nigeria. We have had elections where maybe my wife is on one side, I'm on one side, families. Haven't we had elections where, you know, people were separated like that because, they, you know, it's like that, it's like that, a little to the left, a little to the right. This one, there is no, the left is the left. The right is the right. Now, so somebody to say he's neutral, he's a liar. There is no neutral person here. God said, what is there to explain to you again? I've shown you conversations of the man that they're bringing to you. You heard what he said he would do. Restructuring his foot. He cannot wait so that he will block off some people. This man is the man they told, close the schools. We have report." That Boko Haram is coming to kidnap. Dora Kuni wrote a letter and said, let these children go. He refused, particularly the school that he refused, they kidnapped how many? 300 and something, right? Young, innocent Nigerians. And then you're confused. The man that did the bombing of the uh, Madala church was found in his custody. His fellow governor said he's the head of Boko Haram. And you're confused. The other one, if he were in the scripture, would say his cousin to Melchizedek. No father, no mother, no sibling, no classmate. He even beat Melchizedek. 
source of income <laughs> and you're saying you're neutral or you're, it's political it's not political it's wickedness praise the lord it's wickedness for anybody not to know where god stands and let me help us understand this how many of us know shipra and poor let's read the scriptures exodus 1 verse 15 you see at a time in egypt pharaoh realized that as a strategic in opposition he must subdue israel because their growth was threatening you know the egyptian uh, dynasty so he said let us kill their male sons so that they will not have a fighting force growing and they will also not be able to reproduce then when the egyptians now have their wives they will not be you know like sub egyptian whatever be the case and the king of egypt gave a command this is a time where there is no appeal let's read it it says then the king of egypt spoke to the hebrew midwives of whom the name of one was shipra and the name of the other was poor 16 and he said when you do the duties of a midwife for the hebrew women and see them on the bestows if it is a son what should you do if it is a daughter let's go back to 15 please okay let's continue 16 17 now 17 but the midwives did what anybody that fears god in nigeria will know what to do and did not do as the king of the world egypt commanded but saved the male there is a responsibility to save nigeria now no matter the party you belong to no matter the command they give you we need to save our nation nigeria doesn't need to be where it is pastor chris was talking about nations where their citizens don't do many jobs nigerians have suffered except you don't have you know any compassion in you we have gate men graduates we have people who who do laborer work graduates in nigeria why because of corruption and wickedness no other reason nigeria is a blessed country is in nigeria that one person will steal hundred and something billion and everybody involved wants to cut some hundred and something billion applied can lift or at least one million people out of poverty at least put it in an industry the effect but stolen you know what it does it will put more people in penury because stolen money never does good stolen money has the devil behind it breeding wickedness people of god the bible said these midwives refused pharaoh's command they could have said please don't take it personal with me it's only professional this was their professional responsibility any christian telling you that rebuke the spirit of lying from him he's lying there's nothing professional it's just a question of do you fear god do you fear god because you know people are killed people are dying you know if these people continue more will die how many people will need to be killed and die just um uh, uh katsina i think it was two days ago about for something people of the um vigilantes for something vigilantes were killed by bandits or something in in katsina just two days ago or so you know and killing in nigeria is like uh, how many it's no longer that people were killed is how many say this one is more okay and then they're doing statistics very soon they're going to tell us 
that the first month of uh, 2023, comparatively to the previous years, uh, 70 or 700 more people were killed. That's what we're doing, human lives, because we are still alive. Anybody listening to me who is saying he doesn't know where, you shouldn't just stand, you should support. Are you listening to me? Go into all the world and do what? And preach the gospel to all nations. It's a responsibility. It is a responsibility that is upon us in this generation. We can't pretend about it. Shipra and Pua proved to us that a man, a person, because of the fear of God, Pharaoh could have turned his face and they were dead. But the faithfulness of God, who is king over Pharaoh, made sure that Pharaoh didn't... How didn't you wonder that? Pharaoh didn't punish them. And the Bible says, God gave them households. God is noting your responses. And where God rewards, he also knows how to punish. And these people were mentioned in particular. So that everyone will know. It doesn't matter. If you're a driver to somebody who is working against this thing, on that day, take the car. If he wants to go and do something bad, remove something from the car. Let it not start. Tell the Lord, behold my sacrifice. I bring you, what's that song? I bring you my sacrifice. It's my sacrifice for the advancement of this nation. This wicked man will not go there and share money. It's a job that has to, you can laugh. <laughs> you can laugh. But it's a serious matter. I know we are fasting. Praise the Lord. And we're saying the strongholds must what? Who, who said these people can be resisted? Who said wickedness must thrive? The thriving of wickedness is the complacency of the good people. But that complacency must stop today. Amongst us at least. In the name of Jesus Christ. Don't tell me there is nothing you can do. Everybody can do something. Everybody, no matter where you are, there is something you can do. And it's not, it's not primarily re religion. For those of us who didn't know, I believe everybody here knew. I supported Buhari against Jonathan. Openly. Because I saw that Jonathan was stealing. Even though he was having fellowship with pastors and all of that. I said they are not teaching him well. Am I regretting now? <laughs> you know, at that Dr. Connors was warning me. I refused. I said, Dad, no. He told us, I know this man. You know when somebody they say, where an elder sees something sitting down. If the youth climbs the mountain, he doesn't see it. The only thing I was remembering about him was way against indiscipline. I said all this indiscipline will end. You know? And then I said uh, under PTF, all the roads were built. I heard the one about voting against Nigeria. I shut my ear against it. I'm telling you the truth. You know? So it's not about religion. It's about darkness and light. But let me just push this to you and, you know, if we can move on. So, if anyone here can tell himself that I have a better record than Peter will be of Labour Party. See me after service. I will campaign for you to become the general overseer of the Father's Church. What did I say? If you can prove to me that you've overcome greed, overcome pride, 
overcome envy. If they insult any one of us here, I know how you respond. I've watched that man insulted. His response baffles me. <laughs> Just leave it at that. If you can tell me, Pastor, I'm a better man. And I'm saying that to say that it's not him. It's the mercy of God. The Bible said, God speaking to Samuel said, I've raised for myself a man. God has raised for Nigeria a man. It is for Nigerians to accept the man. It's not of him. Nobody. Listen to me. Let me tell you something. Nobody can have that record unless the Lord does it. Brethren, we're not talking of stealing now. Chairman of a bank. I've worked in the bank. I've been close to secretaries of, uh, of banks. Chairman of a bank. Oh, Lord. The money of the bank is his pocket money. Not to talk of the allocated vehicles and houses and things like that. It's not corruption. He's the chairman. But that someone is chairman of a bank, he does not take the car that is allocated to him. And you're thinking, comparing with someone who is not chairman and steals everything. Are we okay? And this thing didn't happen today. He didn't do it after he started campaigning. My uncle has been governor. I bet they even use my different names to get land. When you're a governor, land is like Tom Tom. You have a guest. You say, give him one. Somebody's governor and no land allocated to himself or to his family members. It's not what I'm trying to tell you here that is spiritual. God was preparing him. It's not normal. Because that land, if it was allocated, is what the constitution said it should do. He's the one that has the power. The same way Rufai was allocating land to his girlfriend. Land to allow the commissioner to handle land and refuse one allocated to him is beyond him. His race to serve us is beyond him. So it's not about saying Peter will be winning. It's about Nigeria winning. It's about a new Nigeria coming forth. It's about our children having a nation they can be proud of. I mentioned here, our children have been trying to get accommodation. It's so difficult. God has provided the money, but their citizenship is a problem. Because the nation, Nigeria, is stinking everywhere. But God is merciful. Mercy is being shown us in this season. And every one of us must be a part of it in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Part of what, you know, I heard concerning this service was, Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve me. And I'm, I'm understanding why God said that. You see, where we are now, we can't really serve God. The constraints are too much. The distractions are too much. That's why if you, if you turn on social media, if you drive around, the banners you see everywhere are trying to solve problems that are not problems in a normal society. Imagine going to UK and there's a preacher there saying, I have anointing for visas. You go to Singapore, somebody is saying there, take this handkerchief. Nobody will break into your house. Whereas you can drop your phone at the bus stop and go somewhere and come back, it will be there. Why would they be selling handkerchief to you for protection? Somebody has water. Here there's one. That there's special water when you bath in it. You see, all those enemies that people are, you know, are using the pulpit to fight and, you know, 
then there because of the national problem. The, the only part of it which I will not fail to let us know is that the mercy of God does not allow anyone, no matter where, to be tempted beyond what they can bear. So even in the situation where we are, there is what? He makes a way of escape. Praise the Lord. So with our hardship, what happens is that when the Bible says, if only in this life we have hope in Christ Jesus, we of all men what? The most miserable. Nigerians can understand it. We can understand it because every normal Nigerian, you know, does not need to be persuaded to think about a heaven. The first time I saw pictures of Dubai, I said these pictures are uh, watercolor. You remember? Before HD. I said these pictures, you know there is a real picture. And then there is the print. I said these are not real pictures. When I went to Dubai, I said, is my eye seen well? Do you understand? When a society is like that, it might be difficult for somebody to imagine what heaven is like. But for those of us that are in Nigeria, we want to escape hell. Because we have a feeling of what hell is like. Are you getting me? So that's the good side. The other good side of it is very important also. Our marriages, for those who are relocating, I beg you, make sure you secure your marriage here very well. Because there, where you're going to, the prosperity of fools destroys them. So that society, they have places where, you know, they have lawyers who are advertising. Did your husband not greet you this morning? Did your wife put too much pepper in the soup? Shoot for divorce, free of charge. We, we split when the case is won. If you quarrel with your wife in the morning in Nigeria, you hang out. By the time last month or whatever they have, harass your wife, she say, darling, darling, please come and see. When you quarrel with your wife there and she goes out, she'll see a banner. Toll free, 1-800-JUST-CALL. Divorce in a minute. That's how the Wahala will start. So, you know, the problems here give us more sense. Let's even leave the one of husband and wife. Children. A parent was scolding a, a six-year-old child. The moment your child goes to school, they teach the child. Is it 199 or 9999? Whatever it is, just call. 911. He said, Mommy just abused me, abuses the young one. If you don't eat, finish this food. You see, they'll call police. You know, once they come, you know what they'll do? They'll take the child from you. And when they take the child from you, that child can be given to a gay couple. So we have problems, though. But the devil is an equal opportunity destroyer, he's everywhere, he's working everywhere in different ways. Or is it about, I think it's California now, some states in America. Your child can go to school a boy and come back, you know, maybe eat or X. I'm still deciding. So before you address me, ask me, should I call you he, she, eat, what, what? Yeah. So that prophecy that said Nigeria is so critical, so essential in God's end time agenda. I believe it. Because there are few nations that still have a culture that is welcoming to the gospel. What is just keeping us now is the infrastructure of good governance, of righteousness, of justice and equity. And the Lord in his mercy will do what? Will give it to us. So Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve me. 
Nigeria, God needs us. Praise the Lord. God still needs the women that will kneel down and give their husbands water. It's in the Bible. Listen to me. No matter what I say now there, if you're a Christian, your matter is different. What did I say? If you like, laugh. No matter the weave on you wear, no matter the makeup you put on, the Bible says you are following Sarah, except you want to follow Hagar. What did Sarah do to Abraham? He called him what? What do you call Jesus? Lord, today is the day of the women. The woman must understand that the man you agree to marry, it's important you understand this thing, so that when a man comes to marry, imagine yourself calling him Lord. If you cannot take it, then don't marry. But once a man becomes your husband spiritually, remember we said having a readiness to avenge every disobedience when you're what? Obedience is complete. Ah, hallelujah. That man you marry, you have said in the order of divine things, you are my head. Now that he is your head does not make you stupid. But he's your head. Praise the Lord. It doesn't make you irrelevant, but he's your head. The truth is that smart women have understood that the neck controls the head. Are you with me? Every wife should attend the school of secretaries. There is no secretary that insults her boss. No matter the type of foolish mistakes the man would have made in a day. Sir, yes sir, write it sir. The man writes it, he goes there. They insulting, what kind of nonsense. He brings it, the lady says, sir, what should I write again? He says, sir, sir, sir. As she is doing that, she's allowing the man to lead now, if that secretary suggests anything to the man, the man listens. You know why? Because he feels no threat. The reason men don't listen to their wives is that they feel you want to kill him and take his akonoba. You want to usurp authority. You want to, you know, plot a coup. If a man is convinced that this wife is for me, have you seen men that if you ask them anything, say, go and talk to my wife? But have you seen some other men, when they are talking to you, say, don't let my wife hear it. Two different things. The one that the wife has fully taken over is the one that if you say, are you going to come to my house? I say, talk to my wife. Because the woman has so convinced this man that I am your greatest protector. You become a Mustafa to Abacha. But if every time you are challenging the man, what he's going to do is that he's going to build up defense mechanisms to protect himself from you. Are you with me? The woman is built like, you know, yesterday my wife was saying, ah, these modern cars are so, um, are so lightly made, they're not solid. You know, the woman is the new model of the man. God made Adam, and when there was not found a helper comparable to him, what did he do? He put Adam to sleep and then brought out of his rib and made the woman. Praise the Lord. Now, I don't know how long, you know, we don't know how long it took. From when Adam was made and when Eve was made. I think it must have been about a thousand year difference. Because just like in vehicles, when God made man, we're like 1954 04. Push your 404L. To move the gear, this is how you hold it. <laughs> That's when they made men. The time they were going to make the women, they have put power window, they have put push button start. Automatic drive. So the woman 
is more delicate, the man is more rugged. Now, if that delicate woman competes with the old 404 in speed, she will run faster. That new car has GPS, has a assist drive, will tell you when somebody's on your side and all of that. That's why wise men listen to the counsel of their wives. Because you may have a bigger head, but you're not seeing the side well. Am I talking to somebody today? You are 404, you're strong. You know, these days now, when cow hits a car, the car have accident. The cars of those days used to break the leg of cow. Because when you hit it, it's how much tank you hit. That's how strong we are. But in terms of sensitivity, you know, the message we were listening the other day, um, the Owoja man. He was telling about a man who brought a business partner to the house. And the wife said, don't do business with this man. He's fraudulent. Don't do business. And the man said, shut up. What do you know? I said, I don't know this man from anywhere. How many men have had that experience? Where your wife warned you about something. Then later, you saw that it was true. You know why? Your iron that they built you with, sensors are not working very well. So you're stronger, but your sensor is not working. Are you with me? So the man needs the woman. The woman needs the man. Okay? The two must find the way God designed it to work. Now, what has happened in this time is that the enemy is out to destroy. So what does this do? Somehow, when women begin to get heady, they begin to prosper. How many of us are noticing it now? The devil is at the back of it. It's a cancerous growth. The prosperity of the woman should be by the blessing and, the, and bring pleasure. If you read that Proverbs 31 woman, God says, it says her husband safely trusts. Her prosperity gives the husband more delight than her. Is someone listening to me? So, it's Pasekin as saying, when you earn your money, take it and, you know, surrender to the man. That's what I'm saying. But I'm also saying, I'm also saying that even before then, the one the man earned was with you. So, both of you are struggling who to keep the money. And the final person who keeps the money is the person that God has given that assignment in the marriage. Each union is a team. In some teams, the man is the one who knows how to control spending. The man is the one who knows how to make investments. In some teams, it's the woman that knows how to control spending. But in some teams, when you give the woman the money, Ashebi, Miyaki, um, Finger, Nails, Lashes, <laughs> Bone Straight, all of that, you know, the money will go. So there's a balance. Every union will find out, but... That a husband and a wife are not cooperating in finance. You're denying yourself something. The man should be open. The woman should be open. The man who is not open has no right to demand that the woman be open. It's as simple as that. The two have become what? It's as simple. That's Christian. I'm not talking to your marriage. I'm talking to Christian marriages. Because the way some people are looking at me, I, I disagree. It's the Bible I'm talking about. I'm not talking about your marriage. I'm talking of the Bible. Praise the Lord. There must be mutual submission. You see, bond is very important. What makes the bond is that I know he has my back. I know she has my back. The devil can't withstand that family. But we have to help each other. Praise the Lord. So, we're, yes, we're saying that there are temptations everywhere. So, either way, you know, 
just know that God is faithful and the enemy is out to, you know, destroy anywhere we are. So, Nigeria, God is saying, Pharaoh, let my people go that they may do what? Serve me. There is an assignment he wants us to do, yes. You see, we are strong, anointed, powerful bunch of people. The impact Nigerians are creating all over the world. And you see, the beautiful thing about the Nigerian, you know, influence to the rest of the world is that it's for every area. In sports, Nigerians are there. In academics, Nigerians are there. In music, Nigerians are there. In science, Nigerians are there. In innovation, in tech, you know, in art, everywhere. God made a unique set of people in Nigeria. That's why the devil has sent his most wicked demons to oppress us. But in this season, those strongholds are coming down. In the name of Jesus. In fact, let me tell you. One of the ways you can know the capacity of a people for good is to see their capacity for evil. There are other corrupt countries in Nigeria. But in no African nation will a person steal the type of money they're stealing in Nigeria. Nigerians will steal the money and they want to buy the village and the town. When you go to Ghana, when the man steals, he wants to buy G-Class. That's all. When a Nigerian steals, he wants to block every other person from driving G-Class. He will buy the whole place. You know, so the devil has been sent to keep us. But we're saying that will end. In the name, say that what? End. In the name of Jesus. Kidnapping started in Nigeria. Since we've been hearing of kidnapping, have you heard people kidnap themselves? Kidnap and victim the same. Only in Nigeria. <laughs> there was one pastor. His people were not dropping money. He just kidnapped himself. What are you talking about? Church, pastor has been kidnapped. You don't go bring money, you bring money. <laughs> Children kidnapping parents. Such potential for evil. But it must be turned around for good. In the name of Jesus Christ. Pharaoh, let my people Go that they may serve me. That's the word I heard. There will be a releasing of Nigerians. Even for worship. Even for the spiritual things. The other day I was driving. I was playing a CD. There is this CD. They call mixtape CD. So in the CD they will put different artists you know, together. To promote some and to put some popular ones. And the songs we were playing. I was enjoying the song. The next thing I had almost, you know, you know, had to match my brakes automatically, you know, just sharpen the I Yahweh, Yahweh. I stopped. I called my wife. I said, This is what I heard. She said, Oh, is this person's song? I said, Is God having an emergency? How can you start a song and you'll be screaming God's name as if he's in trouble? As if he offended you. Yahweh. You wait again. Yahweh. I said poverty has to end in Nigeria. Because the singer cannot be singing that for God. He's singing that because they feel that traders. That's what people like. You see, it will deliver us from that's what people like mentality. You know, poverty will not allow you now. Uh, Georgie, you're an architect now. And maybe now you've retired. Ordinarily, you might want to just, you know, encourage little children. Be moving around, you know, universities and just be telling them diversities. You know, how to dream big in architecture. Some other person now, Akwiti, what did you read? Industrial chemistry or something? Now, someone like you now, maybe if not for Nigeria and the poverty, maybe you would have been living in Sambisa, studying mosquito, finding what is wrong with this mosquito. Why is it? Yeah, no, uh, yes, you're laughing. 
But that is what it should be. But you see, poverty in Nigeria, lecturer is selling recharge card. Doctor is selling jeans. Um, you go to hospital to see doctor, he say, uh-huh. after I finish uh, diagnosing, he say, uh, I have jeans here. Uh, I have a t-shirt. <laughs> you know, it just destroys everything. Destroys everything. So people don't pursue careers. People are not looking at constructive ways to add value. Everybody's on a survival mode. Everybody. Pharaoh, let my people go that they may. This must end though. I say this will end. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. In the name of Jesus. We serve a God who is compassionate. That's why I believe he'll hear us. I'm telling you, I believe God will hear us because of his mercy. If you've been in the prayers, you, you followed some of the prayers. Exodus 3 verse 7 and 8. God said to Moses, he says, I've surely seen the oppression of my people and I've come down. I've seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and I've heard their cry. God has seen the oppression of Nigeria. Verse 8. He says, so I have come down. Father, thank you. That's what we're saying. Say thank you. Thank you for we see your hand of deliverance already. It's already working. That's why the Bible says the people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. Can you see the volunteers that have, can you see the willingness over the nation? Can you see the kind of support coming up here and there? God has seen our oppression and his mercy is very near in the name of Jesus. And in the New Testament, Hebrews 4.15, he said we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize or be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He's our God. He knows what we're going through. He knows it's not easy. He knows if someone is a cleaner or anything, you know, in a proper place, what he ends can give him a normal standard of living. He'll survive. But 90% of jobs in Nigeria can't sustain the people working on their job. That's why everywhere you go, they're begging. You see, I laugh when people talk about airport security. Airport security in Nigeria is the mercy of God. All those people who are checking, once they see you well-dressed, what do they say? Boss, chief, depending on how you look. Now those people go catch somebody way something. And you don't blame them because if you ask them how much they're paid, it can't take them to work for the days that to work. So the whole system is compromised by poverty. You know, Pharaoh let my people go that they may. Enough of that. A proper nation. So that when somebody is corrupt, we will know this corruption is out of greed. The challenge now is that, you see, there are people who are corrupt out of survival. You know, you don't pay your driver enough. What you used to fill your tank is a salary. When the man goes to put fuel, he will drink from the fuel. You understand? You have a cook, what the cook ends, you eat it in one day, and what he or she ends is not enough. How does that hold? So these things are festering grounds for corruption and all of that. And God says, I have seen the oppression of my people. And he has come down to have what? Mercy. And we're saying it shall be so in the name of, shall be so in the name of Jesus. I think we need to close here so we can pray. The fast continues and we'll be meeting to pray. Revelation 12 verse 11. We thank God for the privilege that we have, that we have a redeemer who didn't just send his word, 
but he shed his blood. The Bible says God demonstrated his love towards us. That whilst we are yet sinners, he said Christ died for us. For our redemption, when he spoke to Moses, he says, I've seen the affliction of my people. I've come down now to deliver. He said, Moses, I will now send you. That was to deliver them from Egypt. But when it came to our soul salvation, heaven said, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And the one who was found was none other than God himself. Because the deliverance we needed was such a costly deliverance that no angel could achieve it for us. Gabriel couldn't do it for us. The blood of Gabriel couldn't do it for us. It had to be the blood of the son. Why? Because the cost and the weight of our iniquity and the depth of our depravity wasn't what the blood of just anybody could bring us out from. So Jesus, the son of God, had to acquire human body. That's what happened at Christmas, the incarnation. When God became man, he became man so he could acquire blood. Praise the Lord. Because blood was necessary. Why? Because the Bible says the soul that sinned must die. In the spirit, they don't trade in Naira. That's why people can go to native doctors and all kinds of people. And it's not Naira really they pay them. All those who that collect Naira, they become fake. What they always ask for is blood. Because in the spirit, it's blood. It's blood that is transacted with. From the beginning, when Adam and Eve sinned, the only way God could make a way for them was that some animals had to be killed and the skin used to cover them. Blood has value in the spirit. That's also why we must cry. Part of the prayers we are going to pray one of these days for Nigeria is Lord have mercy on us for the innocent blood we've shed. The more innocent a blood is, the more effect it has in the spirit, positive or negative. Do not think that they don't know what they're doing by all this killing they're doing and all this, you know, raping and all of that of, you know, young people. Because when innocent blood is shed, justice is aroused. Somebody must be paid. And when nobody's paid, society pays for it. Go and read the book of Leviticus. When they made the provision for the uh, cities of refuge, the provision was that if a person was killed anywhere around the cities, the elders of the cities, they would trace and find out where is this body? Which city is it? And then the elders are going to hold a meeting. If they cannot find who did it, they will swear an oath. And yet, sacrifices will be made to cleanse that community. So where there's a community where blood is being shed all the time and nobody is taking responsibility, what happens is that the guilt and the punishment, that's why you hear some things, you just faint returns on the society but thanks be to god somebody say thanks be to god that jesus christ the lord our god and savior when he went to the cross by his own blood he has redeemed you and i and that blood he has given us we make use of it in fact the passage which says says and they overcame by what the blood of the lamb the blood just didn't save us the blood is given to us Praise the Lord. So today, as we go to the table of communion, as Christians, we are not just rejoicing that we are redeemed by the blood, but we are raising that blood over our nation, Nigeria. Whatever justice requires against us, whatever handwriting of requirement contrary to Nigeria, by reason of faults, known and unknown, we are saying, Lord Jesus, the blood, the blood is the price he paid. What is in that price that he paid, the worth of it, can redeem the entire world. And it surely can redeem Nigeria.
So today we go with a faith that is universal. We go with a faith that is all comprehending. If you're also sick in the body, something personal, the blood takes care of it. You see, the blood of Jesus was the blood that after it was shed, God ended the sacrificial system. The tabernacle, the ark, and all of that was exposed. Why? Because everything that we're trying to make up to maintain a relationship with God, God has seen one thing that assured pleasing and acceptance before him. That was found in the blood of Jesus. And from that moment, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, what does the Bible say? Shall be saved. Why? Because the blood is enough. Let me say the blood is enough. So concerning our nation in this season, it doesn't matter where they have gone. I know they've gone to Saudi Arabia. I know they've gone to India. I know they've gone to all manner of places. I know they bury things, but there is a blood that they cannot find. <laughs> they may have taken the blood of virgins. They may have taken the blood of old. Whatever blood they have taken, there is a blood we are raising today as the Father's church. Saying by this blood, we're saying, Pharaoh, let Nigerians go that they may serve him. Let's rise on our feet. Father, we thank you. That's why that scripture says they overcame him by the blood. The blood puts a conclusion to every argument. They are not this, they are not this, they don't have this, they don't have this. We have stockpiled arms, we have made agreement, whatever it is. The blood is the end of every argument. In the spirit, when God was going to bring out the nation of Israel out of Egypt, God was showing his power to Pharaoh. God was showing his power little by little. He started by his finger. You know, the magicians of Pharaoh will be playing. They do their own, they do. Until a time, they say, we can't match this. This is none other than the finger of God. Pharaoh would see one and he, his heart will soften. And then when he's taken away, he'll say, ah, no, 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 no. You people cannot go. At the point, Pharaoh said to Moses, go from here. You will never see my face again. And Moses said, you have spoken well i will never see your face you know what had happened then if you read that conversation it stopped i think in last verse of 10 but by verse 11 god has spoken to moses and said to moses i'm going to introduce something i'm going to bring blood into the equation when blood came in the egyptians drove out the israelites they pushed them they say go go because when the blood speaks every other voice is silenced we are taking it to a blood fight are there believers here so when the blood was introduced in that equation egypt said we have nothing against this anymore these people must go and actually drove them out You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.